safe. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to I've Been Thinking. This is your host, Dr. Kim Regis. Okay, just a quick recap of last week. You know, we talked about stress and resilience, and I don't want to spend too much time on that subject, but I do want to revisit the resilience piece a little bit longer. You know, resilience is the word of the year announced by Ariana Huffington. It wasn't the word of the year announced by other entities, but um, she took that bold stance and announced that we need to focus on resilience looking back at 2020 and looking forward into 2021 because we have been resilient and we will continue to need to be resilient going into the future. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I also added compassion onto that for myself um, because I think we need to be compassionate toward others and be self-compassionate as well and give ourselves some grace and some space for grace as we continue to navigate the challenges that we face during these times. But focusing on the resilience piece, um, being sure to understand that we know what that is, and it's that process of adapting well in adversity or change, and also being able to bounce back from difficult experiences. And so that's why that word is so relevant, because you are able to adapt in the current situation. So in the context of what is going on with you and around you right now, and you're able to move forward and move ahead after, during the difficult experience. And that is what we as a people are going through right now and are gonna have to be able to do even after it all passes, looking ahead to the future. And we have evidence that we can do this. This is not the first time that the human experience has been through difficult times, that we've experienced devastation or tragedy, hard times, however you want to label it. We have been through hard times before, and we're going through them now. And I dare say they will not be the last time as long as we are living on this earth. And so um, we have to pull together and do this together. And so I just continue to say, please keep hope alive and rally together and do that. So what are the factors in resilience? One of them is the capacity to make realistic plans and take steps to carry them out. So... That's a loaded one. What that means is don't be too hard on yourself because being realistic right now is important. Understanding that you're carrying the weight of a lot of things and there's a lot going on is not just a cliche statement. Take a, a moment to reflect on what is it that you can handle on your plate? What can you realistically do considering all the things you're trying to juggle, not just physically, but emotionally and financially? The commitments that you have to keep 
or considering that maybe you have less physical commitments or social commitments, what is something that you always wished you could do, but you did not have enough time? Do you have the time to commit to that right now? I've always wanted to do this podcast. I never physically had the time to do it. I can't go anywhere right now because I am distancing in an effort to reduce my exposures and to keep my family safe. And so here I am using this time, optimizing this time to do something I've always wanted to do. Another factor in resilience is the capacity to manage strong feelings and impulses. That one is big. That one's so big that I think I'm not even going to go into deep detail of the other factors of resilience because that's one that we need to rest in very deeply. Managing strong feelings and impulses. I would say that that is paramount in our human experience right now because when you are in distress, it can be very challenging to manage those strong feelings and impulses. When you are tired of being away from your loved ones, when you are tired of wearing a mask, when you are tired of not being able to do all the things that you used to do or you want to do, you are just sick and tired, not just tired. And you want somebody to pay. You want somebody to know it and you want to tell them a thing or two and give them a piece of your mind. Resilience asks us to use our emotional intelligence and our compassion and to take a breath, to take a beat, and to realize that the person on the receiving end of what we are about to do or say is in the same situation or worse, or maybe better than us, but in a similar vein, they too have probably had to sacrifice in some way. Resilience asks us to assume positive intent on the other side of that. So just rest in that for a moment. I'm not asking you to wave a magic wand or to wake up tomorrow and just be a superhero when it comes to resilience. But just take baby steps, one breath at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time. Resilience will help you get things done. And so that helps me segue into what I'm really excited to talk about today, how to get things done. And I think this is counterintuitive because it's not a pep talk on how to plow through, push through, do more than the person next to you, step on somebody, push people aside. This is a talk that is very akin to resilience. And this talk is a plea to you to make space for yourself to get things done. And so the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to be still. Yeah, I said it. Be still. 
So it's been some years now, but I did a talk called Bracing for Impact. And in that talk, the idea was that we often sit like a child watching a scary movie, waiting for something big to happen, waiting for that ghost or goblin to jump out from behind the tree. All our muscles clenched, our jaw tight with the box of popcorn in front of our face, waiting, just waiting, just waiting for our big break. And we keep our to-do list just overran with things and we're just frantically running to and fro. But that really is not the way to get things done. The way you get things done is to focus on the things that add value to where you want to go and to where you want to be. Otherwise, you're just being busy. And being busy does not win the day. Being busy is just being busy. And I can testify that to that more than anything. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was just being busy, I was preaching, teaching. I was a trustee on the board of the church. I was ushering. I was raising the kids. I was being a good wife. I was being a good daughter. I was just being everything to everybody, working, cooking, cleaning, taking kids to Girl Scouts, choir concerts, just, I mean, doing it all. And then I had a stroke. All the while, I had all these people around me that were ready and willing to provide help and support, but I didn't let them because I was too busy succeeding and excelling on my own. Because my mission was to be viewed as successful, independent woman. That's where I identified my worth, my value. But it was misplaced, misguided. And so when I was able to truly identify what values I had, I was able to see that my values and my actions were not truly aligned. I valued family, but I wasn't allowing them to participate fully in my life by contributing to the day-to-day operations of life. I valued work, but I wasn't being fully collaborative at work. I valued my health, but I was ignoring the signs that my body was giving me when it was telling me to slow down. So how do you get things done? The first thing, if you haven't caught the hints, is identify what you value. And there's plenty of tools out there. There's free values assessments you can use. Um, There's one I'll load in the description for this podcast that you can use. It's very simple. It just has you pick your top 10 values. It's just a list of words that you can select to to jog your um, thought pattern. Is it justice? Is it fairness? Is it curiosity? Is it hard work? What do you value in life? Family, friends, social connection. And then very simply, You could do something like look at your calendar for the past three months. 
and the things that you selected that you value, do your activities align with that? And then the ones that don't, ask yourself, why do I do those things? Do I do them because I want to? Am I making a sacrifice? And is that sacrifice for a good reason? And if it's a good reason, whose good reason is it? And then after you ask yourself the questions, the final question is, is it really something that I want to do or do I feel like I should be doing it? And if it is a should, not all shoulds are bad, but do I resent doing it? And what I found when I went through this exercise is there was enough hours in the day because we all have the same amount of time. I was filling my day with things that weren't adding value to my life, the life of my loved ones, and the life to my friends, or the other obligations that I had committed myself to because I was spreading myself thin unnecessarily. I was trying to be everything to everybody and I didn't need to be because nobody required that of me except me. And so, how do you get things done? You identify what you value so that you can fulfill the mission that is your mission. And then you make margin in your life. You make space so that grace can enter in and that you can operate in a way that fulfills the mission that you have been given to fulfill. And then you might just enjoy the journey a little bit more. And then resilience, let's go back to that for a second. Resilience is an awesome thing. You're able to adapt, overcome, bounce back. And you'll find that it becomes just a little bit, I hate to use the word easier, but it does because you're not depleted as often. You don't run the well dry. You don't run yourself ragged as much because you're not spinning your wheels doing things that make no sense, doing things that you don't come home and just feel exasperated because you don't know why you're doing them in the first place. I've been there, done that. And sometimes I have setbacks. I say yes to things that I wish I hadn't, but I catch myself or the ones around me, my loved ones, they bring to my attention that I've fallen off the wagon. And so how do you get things done? Identify what you value. Look at your activities for the past three months or so. Then ask yourself, should I be doing that? Do I want to do that? If the answer is no, find another way. Remove it out the way. Delegate it to someone. You are responsible for your calendar. You are responsible for your life. 
And if that sounds too hard, there's always help available to you. Seek and you shall find. This has been Kim's Coaching, and this is what I have been thinking. Peace out. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.